All right. Happy Mother's Day. Um, Mother's Day is, is really good, and I'm so glad that I can stand before you and talk about moms and uh, go through just the many wonderful things that they are for us. Um, but, Pastor Paul, I got to say, you're playing with fire today. <laughs> playing with fire, you know, baby dedication. Talking about my mom I haven't seen in, in three years. We, we got to be careful today, so we got to keep it nice and light. Um, no, I, I was talking to people today, and I said, um, today should be like a good rom-com. Um, if you don't know what a rom-com is, it's, it's Pat Feetenby's favorite genre of movies. <laughs> uh, romantic comedies. Um, also, you probably should give your wife or mom the remote control a little bit more because they enjoy watching them. Um, so nice and light. Um, moms will love it. Kids and dads may hate it, so we'll just go with that. Um, also, maybe I'll just do what I normally do and treat this like a school lesson, so I'll have like a learning intention, all of that, so you guys know what we're doing, where we're going, and uh, how we're going to get there. All right. So, our learning t- intention today... <laughs> No, um, is for us to study mothers in their natural environment, uh, to see how they work and how they tick. Um, and I think the, the biggest thing is, what is a mom? You know, what is a mom? What, what does a mom do? Well, mom is a person that bears a child or children. That's kind of the traditional um, definition of a mom. And I was like, oh, bears is a little bit of a strong word. Let me see if I can put another word in there that... Uh, kind of means something similar. So, uh, Tim, if you could show that. Um, mom is a person who tolerates uh, a child or children. Um, so where, where do we find moms? Where are they? Like, in the environment. Where do they, you know, go to eat and hunt and gather and stuff? You know, we may see them in shopping centers and the, in the house or the home or with other moms discussing motherly things. You know, that's where they kind of... They naturally hide. What do they like? They like shiny things. Like they like necklaces and jewelry. I hope you got all of those this, this week, uh, weekend for your, your moms. Um, they like uh, smelly stuff. And they like to celebrate the seasons with wreaths and things that I don't quite get. Um, so that's kind of what a mom is in a nutshell. Um, they tell you what to do a lot of the time even though you already know what you're supposed to do a lot of the time. And um, they also love and they care for you. And they also are the ones that support you. Um, but what, what distinguishes the species of mom versus the Christian species or subspecies, uh, if we're going to be uh, scientifically correct, um, what, what does a Christian mom look like? So wh- what I did is I did a case study. Uh, I'm going to look at a couple women and look at some characteristics that hopefully you share in your life that they also have in theirs and tell as many embarrassing stories as I can uh, in the time that I have. And also, um, really, my goal today is my mom crying is one of my absolute joys. (laughs) So if dad can just hit the stopwatch when the tears start... And stop when they stop. Uh, that would be great. I'd love to know that number. Uh, so let's start with our case study applicants. We have Joyce Withy, or my grandmother, uh, my little sister Elizabeth, 
Kirsty, Julie, and Jenny. Um, those will be our main focuses of our case study today. So, Grandma, what can I say about Grandma? Uh, I'll start um, funny, and then we'll get into it. I think she's a cheater. I think she cheats at card games, board games, and Grandma, I know you're watching. It has been a long time, but I've needed to tell you this for a bit. We were playing a game like 500. Um, it's called Euchre in the States. And you go up to 10 and then you win. And I'm in middle school, so I think I'm the coolest kid in the world. And I'm playing with somebody else who knows how to play Euchre really well. And I start smack talking my grandma. Oh, like, you only have nine, or we have nine and you have one. Grandma, you're going to lose. You're awful at this game. Grandma said nothing at all. She just smiled as grandmas do. And we continued to play. And I was playing against Grandma, my younger sister, who was probably in grade three or four at the time and had literally no idea how to play the game. So I thought it was in the bag. Well, unfortunately, Grandma beat the pants off us, going from one point all the way up to ten and saying nothing but continued just to have that lovely smile on her face. That's why I think she's a cheater. There's no way that could possibly happen. The cards could not, I think she had like, like special things she put on the cards or changed the deck completely. Um, so she's sneaky. More than anything, she's sneaky. She's the type of grandma that in um, her 80s and 90s asked for a chainsaw uh, to cut up the, the branches that fell in her yard. She's spirited. She loves to go and do. She's caring. She's cared for my dad and his brothers and his aunt their whole life. Um, when my aunt was, um, had cancer and was about to pass away, grandma would go to her house and feed her horses in winter, which is not very fun because you have to drive on ice, feed the horse for, you know, how much ever it needed, in the snow, so you're going through the snow, and then coming back and doing it the next day. Grandma did that. Like, she had such a caring soul about her. She's also the kind of person that when we had our reunions, grandma loved everyone and cared for everyone. The boyfriends and the girlfriends that you just didn't think belonged at the you know, reunion, <laughs> she'd love them. She'd bring them in, hug them, kiss them, sit them right beside her, and ask them real questions, not about the weather, but how they are and who they are. And grandma loved all those around her. Um, she also had some difficult things in her life, um, lost her husband. And so she had fortitude, not fort, ford, fortitude. You guys say it wrong. That's okay. Uh, but no, she, she carries on. And I've never seen her character change through any time of any difficulty in her whole life. And I, I, I just have such a respect for grandma for that. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also. And he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Um, so the next slide is uh, some pictures of Grandma. Um, so we have the, our dog licking her, and she was loving that. Uh, Kirsty and I, the first time we met her, and then they were able to take a trip up to Alaska. And those are um, all of her sons in white beards and hats. Um, they also have um, Mom Likes Me Best shirts all printed out. And I believe Carrie was the one that printed out, like, underneath, and she lies to the rest. So, uh, well done. Well done. All right. My little sister Liz. 
I call her Skiz. Um, she's a new mom. She is an absolute new mom, um, and she's just so wonderful. I am so excited to see how her kid will grow. Grow. She's intentional. She writes the letters, sends the posts, um, gives the gifts. She's the person that makes sure that your birthday is never forgotten. She is honest. Now, this is the funny story about Liz. When she was, again, really, really young, probably right after beating me in Euchre, um, we got locked out of the house um, after school. So I knew of a trick that if you kicked the top windowsill, the bottom would flick out, and then you could go through the basement because there's tornadoes in Ohio. So I was seen to see which window in the basement was unlocked. So I kicked the first one, kicked the second one, nothing happened, going around the outside to see on the back if there was anything I could do. About the time I was rounding the corner, I hear the window break, and I smile. Little Liz has never done a thing wrong in her life. She is the perfect child. And I was like, oh, it's about time she gets it. So I'm just loving life. And I tried to ham it up a little bit. Oh, no, Liz, you're in trouble. Tears start flowing from her face. She's crying. She runs to her room, and I call mom. Mom, Elizabeth broke a window. Didn't give her any background. I know it was an accident. You got to come home real quick. So mom heads home. And I was looking for Liz. I was like, where's Liz? She already put herself in timeout in her room. (laughs) So mom and dad come home, laugh about that, and continue to this day. She has never got corporal punishment from mom or dad. Um, She's only punished herself. Um, So she is funny-ish. She's learned to burp on her own, which I have taught her. Thank you, Camel, for that. The legacy lives on. Um, She is wise. She has lived a life that has been bathed in Christ's word and love. And when she talks to you, she tells you not just the good things that you need to hear, but the wisdom that the Lord has put in her heart. Um, She's adventurous. I think she's seen so many um, natural um, national parks. Thank you. She's been to so many natural parks, national parks. That's crazy. I'm glad that her and her husband has that ability to... And I can't wait until they take their little bub uh, there also. Uh, Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth. Wisdom and teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. All right. And if you look, there's a picture of her little bump. Um, Halloween, we dressed up as, um, I think, clowns. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> I was raising the band and then um, with Kirsty and Jenny. All right, so she is a new mom, and we are so happy for that. Um, next subject that we're looking at is Jennifer Lynn Ford. Um, she has always had a great spirit about her. Uh, she's always taught um, other kids. She's been a nanny. Um, I'll tell you some funny stories about protector, nurturer, adoring, and standby mom. Um, so my mom likes to talk, and we'd be the last ones out in church. And when we were in Bort, mom was in her two to three hour or day conversation with Aunt Sherry. 
We were hungry and decided it was time to do something about it. Jenny devised a plan, and I will blame it continually, or fully on her. Sorry, Jenny. Um, She devised a plan to get mom's attention and so that we could eat. She's like, okay, Stephen, we're going to put tomato sauce all around your arms and neck. Lay on your bike, and I'm going to put this knife in your hand. All right, that sounds good. (laughs) So I did that, and then I hear Jenny running into the house, screaming, Mom, Mom, Stephen's outside, he's hurt. And Mom runs outside screaming, and I couldn't hold it anymore. So I got up, licked the knife, said, just tomato sauce, Mom, no worries. And she uh, was not happy with us. Uh, So Jenny has gone through also some difficult times, and I think sometimes when we go through the hard lots of life, it can numb us, it can uh, defeat us. But I think I've seen right now that her relationship with the Lord has strengthened. And because of that strengthening, it overflows into her children. And what a beautiful image that is that instead of pouring out malice and spite and hatred, she's pouring out love and kindness and grace. And I think that is such a beautiful representation of what a mom should do. She was also a standby mom. She was my mom when I already had a mom. And so when I was young, about uh, Adam's age, I was sitting in my pram, happy as I could be. And um, Jenny decided that I was maybe a little bit too happy and not doing enough. So she picks me up, I think by my neck or my shoulders or my arms, I don't know. But she drags me down the stairs and I can just hear my bum or head hitting every stair on the way down and says, Mom... He's just too happy. And mom's like, what What is this? So she was always my mom. She always tried to take care of me. And I think the point that I'm trying to illustrate and put back is not every woman has kids. And I think Heather said that a little bit. There are so many mothers out there that have been mothers to so many kids. and, And it's so beautiful that doesn't matter any kind of situation. They still love and keep and protect Um, other kids because that's just inside their heart. That's who God made them to be. Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things of your eyes have seen or let them fade from your hearts as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to theirs after them. And I think that's something that Jenny does so well. Um, We have some pictures here. That's her on a lake. They came, my mom and dad, Jenny and Liz came, visited last time we were here. So I think we were between, uh, was it Rosebud and the other place? Sorrento. So we were taking the ferry in between. Um, So it was really enjoyable to be there. And that's us just goofing around. Um, Jenny got punched in the face by a kangaroo. True story. I think that's the kangaroo. (laughs) I think it happened afterwards, not before. Otherwise, we wouldn't be so close to it. And then my little cousins, or nephew and niece, um, I love my little cousin, or my little nephew, because he just gives the best faces ever. I hope he ruins or adds flavor to every picture that Jenny tries to take of him. Um, My last, or my second to last person is my lovely wife, Kirstie M. Ford Marie. Um, She has a list of particulars that goes on and on. She uh, doesn't like the sound of styrofoam, so if you have any, make sure you uh, 
play that orchestra of styrofoam as much as you can. Uh, early on when we were dating, I asked her, um, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? And she's like, I don't know. And I was like, well, one time I ran into a snowman with my car. What did you do? Oh, I don't know. Um, one time, you know, I, I swam across the lake with snakes in it, and I got bit a couple times. No, nothing? Okay. So she's a very mellow person, but, you know, as soon as she saw me in college, she fell in love with me. She looked across the room, love at first sight. She may tell you a different story. Um, she's very patient. I am late a majority of the time, unless I need to preach. Um, so she has been patient. She has been kind. She has been helpful. I've never known the sleepless nights of having to feed a child and do it all again in two hours. And that constant giving of yourself. And I've I've seen Kirsty do that with Adam. And I just so much see that helping, caring person that she is. She has been a great partner. She's an overseer. So glad that she has that administration type A personality that makes sure the things get done. Otherwise, I think I'd still be back in America. And then last but not least, she's trusted a a coworker in the States once told me, if you can trust the woman with your wallet and with your child, marry her. Just done. (laughs) Done deal. Um, But I want to add to that. If you can trust the woman with your wallet and your child, and if you can read the Bible with her, marry her. Done. Doesn't matter who she is, what she looks like. That's a keeper. You know, so much of our relationship, I'm so glad that we have been able to put Christ in the center of it. And I hope that Adam does the same when he grows up. Um, I chose the reading from Ruth is because I feel like, like Ruth, she grafted herself to Naomi. She said, you know, where you go, I go, your God is my God. And thankfully, it wasn't a huge grafting, but Kirstian, we have gone and done, and I'm so glad I've been able to do it with you. And move to Australia. All right, some pictures. Um, we, <laughs> they thought I was going to engage, like, get engaged that night in that first photo, and it took another like three years, so <laughs> psych. Um, and then I just love the picture in the middle of her laughing at her sister's wedding, and then uh, just the happiness that's in our family, and then little Adam getting a kiss from mom. Um, so it's so, so beautiful. And I'm so grateful. Um, next person is Mum. And I, hopefully the tears start um, here in the next two, three minutes. Um, mom had a tax growing up. I don't know if your mom had the same tax. Whatever toasty or, you know, drumstick, whatever nice thing you were eating, mom got 10%. She'd eat it and then you'd be able to eat the rest of it. Mom's 10% was about 15, 20 and at times, 50%. Um, and so she would, I would, I'd just start saying, here you go, Mom. And then I'd look at her, and she'd have the Julie Ford bite, and then it'd be all gone. Um, she was my confidant. Um, so much growing up, I was able to trust my mom with about anything and everything. And I hope you were able to, too. Is, you know, you had something you didn't understand. You could always go to your mom. She was our first responder. Please see previous comment with the knife. And also, like, she's a nurse, so anything that grew, had a different color to it, always went to mom, and she'd give you the medical advice that you need. She's talkative. We were always the last one out at church. I would walk about a K and a half home because she was still talking, and I'd beat her home. 
not unlike Camel. Um, But in all things, she's loving, and I can't pinpoint one story. I can pinpoint my whole soccer career. She went to every but two games. Like, that's amazing. Um, She knew all my friends by name, where they lived, and who they were. She knew so much about me and loved me and cared for me and through all of those things. So I'm so grateful for a mom that, that invested into me. I have no greater joy than to hear my children are walking in truth. And I know that was a goal of our mom, my mom and my dad. And some pictures. Uh, she's probably yelling in the one in the top left. That was not a, a, a candid or that's just a snap and she's not very happy. The one in the middle, like my nephew, I don't like taking stock standard photos, so I get a good laugh. That's me and her, I believe. That's in board, um, them getting married. She is so close to her brother and sister in California, and those three-hour conversations with her aunt never ended, still go on. And I love that she is intentionally growing a relationship with family, even though they live two, three hours in... um, time, but like across the other side of the state. And then a lot of my relationship with Kirstie is dictated by what was demonstrated by mom, my mom and dad. And I, I think that's a huge thing with parents, is who you are to your kids, they will be to others. How you love them, how you care for them, is how kids respond to other kids. If you're short with them, you're going to be short with other kids. You know, and we all have our ability to be who we are, but so much is it's dictated by who we are, and your parenting styles go to who your kids are too. Um, so I was so, so grateful to have that image of mom and dad um, in the bottom. So the application at the end. So what? Stephen, you had a cool set of moms in your life. So what? Um, One thing I want moms to think about and dads and kids to do is tell the adjectives that describe who your mom is. Is your mom caring? Is she organized? Is she the one that brightens your day? Tell her today who she is to you. Um, I find that so important that we so often just take things for granted. We don't really talk about the big stuff because it's usually too much. But today's the day to talk about the big stuff and to appreciate mom. Some moms have come and gone. Some moms, I haven't seen mine in three years. Some moms have passed away. And today we remember them. But the moms that are here, don't let that moment go away that you can tell them how much they mean to you. Um, So Matthew 7, 9 to 11. Now, if I was at school, I'd use my um, random app and I'd call on one of you to read, but I'll do that today. Which of you, if your son asked for bread, would give them a stone? Or asked for a fish, would give them a snake? If you then, though, are evil, know how good gifts to your, give gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask them? Mothers are gifts. The Lord has given us the gifts of moms. He has, and I hopefully will repeat this, He has perfectly designed the person who birthed you or takes care of you to lead, guide, and direct you through your life. Um, Next point that I was looking at is that I I thought of that verse in Psalms, you're wonderfully and fearfully made. And that, that has often been 
focused on the child, which I think that's what it was directed to and how amazing God is and how beautiful the, the development our children are, especially um, as they're um, growing up or if we're going to use the science term being fertilized. Sorry, science, you know, this is the science lesson. But like to go back to this is not only is it a wonderful thing for a kid to grow up and to have 10 fingers and 10 toes, but moms were beautifully and wonderfully made for their kids. So, so designed for God to be, this is the child and this is the mom. They are together and they will spend nine months together. And that is so amazing and beautiful. So in Psalms... 139, verses 14 and 15. I think Heather read this already. You were created in the innermost being. You were knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know full well. So again, I think that's, again, not just the child that's being designed and made by the Lord, but also the Lord has designed and made mothers for their kids. And then my last point today is that how is Christ shown through you and through your children? And that is a huge cross to take. And I think mothers often try to be another mom. Well, that mom does this, and this mom does that, and I just, I just have all these things. The washing doesn't get done because my husband doesn't fold it. Um, but it's not just that. The Lord has made you who you are, and how wonderful and how precious that is. Um, Grow closer to the Lord, and you will refine, be refined by him to be the mother that you are meant to be for your children or for the people that the Lord has put into your life. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no, no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live is in the body, in the faith in the Son of God, who has loved me and gave himself for me. And I think that mom is, is where we... We place our, place our hat, place our identity, place who we are, is that you have been bought and paid for by Christ. He has made you for the family that you're in or for the people that you uh, have to feed at night. Um, I often say, like, you know, for your parent, guardian, or whoever feeds you at night, give them this paperwork. But for the people that are in your life that you have, that the Lord has put in front of you, love them, care for them. Um, find out what the, love, what the love of the Lord will do for them in their hearts and their minds. And so grateful are we that we have our moms today or have had our moms to be who we are today. So thank you very much. I'll pray and then I'll hand it over to the next person who's supposed to sing or do the next thing. So please bow your heads with me. Uh, thank you, God, for our moms. Um, thank God for who they are and what they are to us. Lord, allow us to honor them with what we say and what we do. Um, Lord, we just pray an extra heap of blessing on their lives. Allow them to uh, be filled with your spirit. Um, thank God for their patience. Thank you, God, for their love and caring. Um, thank God for the threads that, um, of love and joy and your truth have, have been wound in their hearts and how those threads wind into our hearts, Lord. Um, allow today to be a moment that we reflect and we are able to best demonstrate our love to our moms. Thank you, God, so much. In your precious and holy name, amen.